podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Hello, hello, hello everyone, you're back listening to the most consistent, the best show on ESSR, that is right, it's Saturday Draft Live, I am Jack and welcome, have fun, listen, join in, get involved, have a cup of tea, feedback, listen to this, watch the rugby, have a beer, I don't care, just listen, do what you want, find us on Twitter, Suplex Retweet, our Facebook page, our community page, Instagram, our YouTube, we're all over the shop, check out Website, all the back catalogs on there, all that goodness, all of it is just there for you, from us, from from everyone. It's super retweets, amazing. It's great things. So check it out, please. Uh, as always, you know we're joined by our usual, our usual trip, our usual, our usual team here at Saturday Draft Five. First, I welcome Scott McLeod. Scott, how are we doing? It's a big day, Jack. It's been nearly a year for me, but it's finally it's coming home. <laughs> as the title coming home as the title coming back to SDL we will find out but Dave you may have a prediction on that as the title coming back to the SDL boys well I mean there was a time where all three of us were, were draped in, in championships and it's been a while uh, since we've seen that so hopefully uh, Scott can do it once again well there, there may be one man that might have a might put a halt on that he calls himself the hangman page of ESSR I just quite frankly call him a prick he is here representing himself as the ESSR champion and men on a mission in the draft. That is Grant McRobbie. Grant, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Jack. And that's Mr. Prick to you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. But we'll get, we'll get on with what we usually do. It's the top three of the week. And Scott, I'll come to you first in third place. It is Sarah Strax, Captain Edge on eight points. Obviously, Fred Wrestler's first match in SmackDown last night against Jay So made an appearance backstage as well, getting them to eight points. Obviously, they're a, they're a bit behind my, my team and your team in the table right now, but Jenk Edge will still be able to catapult them to a point at Mania that will get them closer to our our point standings right now. Well, yeah, it's been a, I don't think it's been a while since we've actually talked about a member of Stern Strat team in the top three, given that they are in last place. They're exactly 10 points behind myself and uh, Stephen Wilson who are just a place ahead of them. And I think Edge, obviously, being their captain, he was the smartest choice out of when you look at their own, the whole team. And I think, given that finally he's had a match for the first time this season, that was always going to be a benefit to them. And we just need to wait and see what happens in the weeks leading up to Mania. We only got like three or four weeks of TV being into Mania. Maybe Edge can have like one more match and be able to have a tag team match team with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, that could be an extra benefit. Or is, again, like... We, the title match itself is in doubt some people think it's going to be a triple threat some people don't know if Edge is going to win so I think it's good that Edge is getting as much points as possible and I think he will at least continue to get appearance points as the weeks go on as we get closer to Mania I think the, the, the bad thing is that Edge I think, correct me if I'm wrong but I don't think I'm wrong he's only wrestled one match during this season so far he's currently fourth in the table with 38 points that's a mm. complete madness in itself mm-hmm yeah, he yeah. did have he did have one match with Randy Orton in the Raw after the Royal Rumble, but I think that was the only other one. Yeah, that wasn't part of the season, was it? 
Aye, because that's like that, that week break that we take in between. So it's just, yeah. the, just the one match. So even that's, I think that's a pretty impressive feat in itself. It was someone that needed to be uh, swiped off the board. But maybe Dave will come to you for our uh, number two this week. Nia and Shayna, 10 points. Obviously, they're top of the table in 78. Uh, they're, just, they're just appearing all over the shop right now. And obviously, with what happened on SmackDown, with uh, Nia Jax going up against Sasha Banks for the women's title, uh, both both members of Nia and Shayna were at ring there, and Sasha Banks was there. Who is in the same team with David and Ryan? Obviously, mm. Nia and Shayna. So it's just points galore for them at that moment right now. But how 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 great is it to see without without David and Ryan in equation, like a women's tag team here at the top of the table, showing like someone that's maybe not has been like kind of disregarded at points because you never with the booking of how it goes you never really see them in such a prominent position but now they are they are on set to be the 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 top tag team ever yeah a lot of it comes down to the captaincy points as well and they just uh what the goat tones have quite cleverly done is they've put the captaincy on Nia and Shane at a time where they're actually getting a ton of exposure ahead of um a lot of the other women in the division particularly even some of the champions uh in, like the other singles champions uh, so this has just been the season of Nia and Shayna, and the captaincy on them has given a massive boost to the result. They're getting, you know, close to eight to ten points per week and wins, and they've got regular title defenses happening as well. So I mean, I just hope they they can continue that momentum all the way to WrestleMania because the Goat Toads need it to secure the win this season. But what they've done is they've they saw an opportunity, they've capitalised on it, and they're benefiting massively from it right now. Uh, it's just also we've seen them picked as singles competitors before. They picked a tag team before, but now we're seeing them at a point where they they can potentially be that best tag team that we've seen in the draft ever. And it's just that exposure. You said they were across all three shows, and at that point they managed to get all the points they needed with like title defence after title defence. It seems. But our, our number one of the week will come will come to you, Grant, because obviously it's your captain for men in the mission, Drew McIntyre, in twelve points, uh, and he beat Miz in a match. On Raw, he appeared multiple times. Appeared during the Bobby Lashley match. Was was Drew always kind of your your go to for your captain and kind of your number one pick for this season for this? And how how happy are you with Drew's performance right now as being the kind of top singles competitor in the draft? Yeah, me and Gary have talked about this quite extensively beforehand, and it was it was clear having first pick Drew was going to be the first choice for us because he appears so regular, Raw being a longer show, there's more appearance chances, and despite losing the title to Miz, he's still he's still performing strong for us. Uh, some people question should we put it to Lashley, but the way it's booking towards Mania, it's it's really hard to make a decision on it really. Well, we've we've kind of ended up with like two of the top guys to an extent in the in the raw brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just to throw out a couple of stats there for you, Grant. Drew McIntyre currently is sitting fourth place with the most appearances at eighteen point eighteen appearances. Only three people above him in that. One of which is actually Nia and Shayna. Uh, but Drew does sit at the top of the table with most wins. He currently has seven wins uh, ahead of Matt Riddle, who has six at the minute. But Drew is also at the top of the table. Uh, with Britt Baker and Lana with three losses as well. So it's, you know, a bit of a mixed bag, but, you know, Drew's racking up a ton of points for you, and I think you did the right thing by putting him, putting the captaincy on him, given that he's such a, a prominent figure from not just this season, but in past seasons as well. Aye, I definitely, definitely feel when you're putting the stats out there, that's making it a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> so with, with the kind of top three out of the way, we'll go on to our kind of usual 
standings of the tag team uh, rankings right now, Sarah and Stracker still sitting on uh, sixth place with 89 points, only 10 points behind uh, Scott and Stephen, who will be hoping to maybe make a leapfrog come this time next week when they've got Darby Allen having a title defence and whatnot and a big E-title defence. There's a, a lot of points to get there for your team now, Scott, isn't there? Yeah, currently we're on 9-9, but we know <laughs> we, can, we can get higher only two points behind you and, and Ross. And, you know, so I'm hoping, as good as Apollo's been, that a big E again pays dividends and then uh, another successful Derby defence. You know, he's been better than he has in previous seasons. So, you know, I'm hoping I can, we can finish we're in mid-table. We, we, we're we're probably not going to win at this stage, given the, the gap between where we are and where the top uh, teams are. So if we can finish in the middle of the season, that's something that's still respectful for us. Uh, I think we are, me and Ross are much the same. I said we're only just two points ahead of you. But as as Davis confirmed in the group chat for us, Rhea Ripley's finally appearing. Thank Christ for that. <laughs> a, little, a little light at the end of the tunnel for our draft season, by God. So we can see what happens to that. But then the big kind of gap. tell your captain. No, no, it's this, uh, Finn Balor's always been our captain. Oh, for a second, I, I, I remember you picked her around one, so I don't know why I assumed she was your captain. Still your captain after all these weeks of not appearing, I would have questioned your tactics. The, plan, the, the original plan was, Scott, that we were going to have Balor as our captain just because there was obviously the NXT takeover that weekend and get the title mm-hmm. defence and everyone to switch. But Rhea just didn't appear, so they always need to keep it on Balor until what a point that she appears. But now she's appearing, is it too late? That's something we can maybe talk about next week. But top three, Dave and Robert, 141 mm. and a half points. You mm-hmm. might a bit more points getting come the, uh, next week as well. Fast lane, are you, are you quite happy with your performance right now? Yep, so far so good. And we're pretty confident about you know some good results from Fast Lane. We've got a lot of team representation on there in the form of Bianca and Matt Riddle, both in title matches as well. So that should bump us once again up into second place. Uh, although uh, Drew's also having a match and... Grant, obviously, he's your captain, so you never know. It could sort of balance it out a bit. It could be a hotly contested duel for second place at the minute. And I could see like Lashley making an appearance in the show, maybe to kind of watch the Drew match, given that they've already announced him versus Drew for me, so there's an extra appearance points as well, potentially. I also, also, when Roman comes out for his match, you'll have Heyman with them, so that's your, your tag team as well. You've got plenty, plenty of goings on there, Grant, and it's, it's, it's not bad when you're in second place and 146 points. I think that the, the, the gap could be closer, but as always, we, we never know, considering Campbell and uh, Ryan are on 160 and a half points and they're kind of running away with it right now, especially the Mania coming up. It's 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 all looking in their favour, but as always, in that, that portion of the show, Dave, it's time to come to the Listener's League corner. Take it away. Yes. Right, so Listener's League. Uh, now, I'm sort of getting into the habit of, uh, you know, starting at the bottom of the table first. And unfortunately, Gary Morris is still there with Quizzy Rascals on 59 points. He's started breaking away from the rest of the table now because the only the next highest scorer above him is Shane D with Shane's Super Spreaders on 84 points and Adam Callier with Ross Kemp's a nice guy on 85. So they're sitting at the bottom of the table. But I think it's safe to say Gary Morris is probably not going to win this season of the Listener's League. Uh, given that he actually did fairly well last season as well, it's a shame to see him fall so far down the table. But going into the top five, and with only three weeks left to go, uh, the, the top five is really starting to take shape. And it seems to be down to these five individuals uh, for who could possibly win. So fifth place, Ollie Browning with the Cena The on 148 points. Then we have Billy Strachan with Billy's No Mates on 150 points. Third place, Michael Clottier with Broken in Half, 155 points. And 
Alan Laurie with Peace and Jam, second place, 167 points. But breaking away from the pack once again, and definitely a firm favourite to win the Listeners League this season is Ryan Dalgleish in the People's Representative, who has a 23-point gap ahead of Alan Laurie with 190 and a half points as well. Uh, so Ryan Dalgleish currently has Drew McIntyre as his team captain, obviously no longer the WWE champion, but still in a prominent match this Sunday at Fastlane. So probably better uh, to that he gets the appearance and potentially a match win. But as we've said before, his team has been so well balanced uh, throughout this season. He's, he's hit all the right notes with Nia and Shayna as his tag team. He's got Finn Balor. As you said, Jack, you know, having Finn Balor in your team with takeovers happening, he's been scoring massively. He's currently third uh, with 57 points in the top 10 overall. Daniel Bryan, of course, getting a lot of exposure and a lot of wins too. Uh, and then just propped up with appearances from Bailey and Sonya Deville. So it's I, don't, I think it's hard to see how anybody's going to catch Ryan at this stage. My only hope for Allen at this stage is that if MSK finally get their NXT tag title match and Raquel Gonzalez wins the NXT Women's Championship from Io Shirai at Stand and Deliver. I mean, that's I think my that's, hope as well. That's my hope as well, Dave. Yeah, yeah I think so. I, I think that's the the only way Allen's going to catch Ryan at this stage. But you know what? If the the bookies' odds will definitely say Ryan Dalglish is the favourite now to win the Listeners League. Back to you, Jack. I say. You stop the listeners league count. Ryan Dalglish, you're the winner. Well done. <laughs> well done. You're in. You're in. You're in next season. You've made it. Well done, my friend. Well done. It's as it's a it's a good it's good good sight to see the amount of folk that are actually actively participating in the listeners league and also we're seeing as well. Uh, we've got a group chat made up in the on a WhatsApp that uh, myself and Stephen Wilson are involved and they all talk and they all have a go at each other, they all get into the spirit of things. It's really good to see. But obviously, Grant, you're here for a reason. You're here for the title defence, but more importantly, before that, you're here to represent men in a mission. You're here to talk about your draft team. You're going to talk us through some stuff about your selection for your team, how they're performing, where you think you could have maybe done a bit better, where selections maybe gone a bit awry. If you're if you're ready for the if you're ready for the big the big the big topical task, I'll certainly try and handle it the best. You know, me and Gary have been quite men a few words in the draft chat, letting the letting you boys do all the trash talking amongst yourselves, really. <laughs> so, um, I think we've, we've spoke a bit about Drew McIntyre I think it's a bit self-explanatory about Drew and how, how well he does there's always a surefire get that Drew's always going to do really well and you've mentioned a bit about Bobby Lashley so I won't go to Bobby Lashley just yet what I want to talk about is your tag team your tag team at Heyman and Reigns are currently 17 points and they're 15th overall in the draft league I think they're like the third best performing tag team so far as well it's a uh, Obviously, I don't think the intention of picking them was to get them to do a point. I think the way that you and Grant looked at it was to fuck everyone else over. I, that was that was pretty much our... Um, it was actually Gary's wee stroke of genius to come up with that idea. And it was, uh, I suppose, to an extent, it plays like a move the goat done before with uh, the golden role models where it's less about getting points and more about starving the competition a little bit to try and make it harder for other teams to get in the mix. And I think it kind of shows to an extent because if, if another team had chosen Roman on his own as a singles pick, I think the top three could be quite different. I was, I was, oh, I, I was the one that took Heyman last season, I think, as our last round pick, and it showed how well they kind of having a manager at that point would do it. So you've, you, you just took away that unit, like a world champion and one of the top managers and put them together to just to kind of starve the rest of the competition, which I think was, as you said, a complete stroke of genius. But something that I'm not sure is a stroke of genius, which I think has just been completely unfortunate with kind of certain circumstances, is Keith Lee. 
currently sitting on four points. It's 34th overall. Obviously, that was never the plan. When when he was first picked, he was right in that US title feud with Matt Riddle and Boyle Ashley. Then he was just completely swiped off the earth. Obviously, you couldn't have foreseen this, but Keith Lee, as a fourth-round pick, you would have thought, oh, that's not bad. But maybe it hampered your team a bit here. Aye, I think we felt the felt the impact of like kind of pretty much being a man down because let's face it, with Reigns and that, we're kind of a man down almost for points because it's not about big points there. So we needed another big points getter. I think if Keith Lee hadn't had whatever has happened, it's not really been made very clear. But I think if Keith Lee was still involved, um, it would probably be a big difference in points for us. Were you see still still on Keith Lee? Were you still kind of surprised when you got to the fourth round? And obviously, you you and Gary were the first people to pick each round when we did the draft selection. Were you surprised that Keith Lee was still off the table, like on the table at that point, so that you, you could take him so late on? Was that was that a was that a risk you were willing to take, or was it just at that point you're like, oh, oh, we can take Keith Lee here? When we were talking through it, we were kind of just like, we kept on sort of having to like reconsider our ideas because things like a lot of women getting picked a lot earlier really had an impact on our selection process. Because um, well, I think it shows with our women's picks, you know, that kind of we were a little bit slow in uptake on the women's side of things. But um, having Keith Lee available there at that point, we felt as like, why, why has no one picked Keith Lee? Like, he's still involved in a pretty high profile feud and he's, he's getting a bit of momentum here. It feels almost ridiculous no one's went for him yet. Yeah, 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 and kind of following on from that, talking about your women's pick, someone who I think something you couldn't have first seen was Asuka kind of disappearing for a couple of weeks. You know, her match with Lacey Evans got cancelled. Uh, she got an injury in a match against Shayna Naya. And you said about, you know, some of your women's picks kind of getting taken. And like, and Asuka, I think, is still a big get for round two, given that she's the Raw Women's Champion, given her track record the last couple of seasons, especially given how featured she was in the pandemic era. Where was Asuka or about your like in your hierarchy about women's picks? Was there anybody you wanted kind of before her that you didn't get a chance to get, or how valuable did you see Asuka being going into this? We kind of Asuka is pretty much one of the top picks. If we we ideally we did want to go for the likes of Belair, um, mm-hmm. because of her winning on the Rumble, but because Belair was off off the table, we kind of looked at everything. Asuka was kind of one of our following top picks. It was. It was actually really interesting that the draft, because there was technically not as many picks with there being the tag teams, it did make it feel a little bit actual harder at, at points because people were kind of thinking, well, there's a bit of good chance that other people are going to swing a left field curveball. And I think it shows when you look at some of the teams, there's so much variety in them. Yeah. Uh, Grant, I've got a couple of questions for you. Uh, firstly, um I'm surprised you've not put the captaincy on Bobby Lashley yet. Now that he's, you know, he's been getting a lot of exposure and he's just won the WWE title. Do you think you were a bit hasty uh, to sort of keep the captaincy on Drew rather than changing to Lashley? I think for me, I can't really speak on Gary's behalf in this one, but for me, I've got a feeling that Drew is possibly going to get that belt back at Mania, and that's what my kind of overriding instinct would be to keep the captaincy on him. Uh, if, if me and Gary were to decide to switch it over. I feel I kind of feel maybe we're if we're at that point where it's, it's a little too late. Mm. Yeah, sorry, I think one of the things you think about is I think it's similar to I mentioned before when David Campbell and Ryan they had like Shayna Baszler and Nia going up against Sasha on a team against like they did it. Let me assume when like they're going to have it fastly, and that yeah, it's two members of your team facing each other in a title match. But if your person who is your captain say wins, then you don't lose as many points as you would have had otherwise. And so I think if the story is building that Drew gets that moment, 
in front of fans, which it's looking like. I think actually that's a smart of Grant and Guy to keep the captains down because if they switched to Lashley only for Dre to win the title back, I think that would have blown up in their face. Yeah, but one other thing, Grant. Um, obviously, you know you're a big AEW fan, but yet you and Gary's team doesn't seem to have any representation from AEW. Except it's quite. It's uh, four of your picks are actually from Monday Night Raw. Did you ever try to convince Gary to try and get some AEW representation on your team, or was that sort of like a team decision to go with the the, the choices you made? We we kind of we talked about quite a bit about it, and the the issue we felt with AEW is that. They, when you look at how they use some of their talent, um, it's it's not you're not going to get a consistent regular weekly appearance from some people, and it, it, it was it would feel a bit of a gamble um, unless you went for the likes of the obvious like Kenny Omega, because um, even the likes of Darby Allen isn't exactly wrestling every week. Sometimes makes an appearance in that. So mm. we talked about it. Um, it was it, so yeah. Gary was definitely hesitant to go because he's not as well versed in AEW. But and even me looking at the past history of AEW picks in the draft, it was hard to really see anyone that was viable by the time we were considering it. Which is why we kind of went more for an NXT pick instead. Mm. Well, not to sort of piss in your chips here, Cram, but Tony Storm is the the second lowest scoring final round pick uh, with only seven points. The only person below it is carrying cross with six points, but he's getting, he seems to be on route to capturing the NXT championship again. So it's very likely he'll overtake Tony Storm as the, as the above the, the lowest scoring final round pick. Yeah, definitely. Like Tony was, uh, was a gamble. Um, I can throw my hands up and say that it was kind of me that kind of threw Tony, like Tony Moore as the, the pick. So I was kind of the, the heavier influence on that one, but that's just because I'm a huge Tony Storm fan as well. And I kind of thought she has got a good bit of history with Shirai, so that's why I thought maybe if anyone's going to have a chance of beating Shirai, it was Tony. Sadly, it's not paid out, but yeah, you learn, you learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's, in, it's interesting, also, I think Tony Storm is it's just a bit of bad luck. You hope it goes the way it takes over and it doesn't. And obviously, it's, it's going the, the way Raquel Gonzalez was helped Scott and Steven at the, at the end to get near that kind of final week of Mania. But I think, has talked about your draft team there, I think that's that you've some sound reason for the picks you want to do. Also, we've talked about where it's not came up and what's done. So I think for the draft portion of the show, anyway, that'll be us over. As, as, as we've done in recent draft shows, we usually kind of preview how how the draft may be affected with the upcoming pay-per-view. Obviously, Fastlane's tomorrow. We're not going to be doing that. There is a Fastlane preview that will be released tomorrow on our socials and our all our different places that you can listen to us or watch what we're doing, so you can check that out then. And we'll talk about how the show has affected the draft next week when we go back to regular proceedings. But Scott, Grant, Dave, it's time, it's time for Scott to use his draft yes. opportunity. Scott, how are you feeling? How, are, you all, are you all riled up? You ready to go here? My arms are, arms are heavy, knees weak, palms very sweaty. <laughs> and uh, uh, Grant, obviously you're getting the defender here with Scott using his opportunity. How how, how are you feeling right now? I'm feeling tranquilo. <laughs> East meets West, explodes. <laughs> so as 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 always, when we've done a, a wee title showdown here on uh, Saturday Draft Live, I will be asking the question and what I would like you to do is to submit your answer on Facebook Messenger to Dave. Dave will announce who has submitted their answer first. In case of a tie, it goes to that point of, well, they submitted the first, they win. Dave will then read out the answers you give and then I'll declare where there's a new champion or if the champion has successfully defended 
Are you are you all right with that? Mm-hmm. Sound. Right. Here we go. Good luck, mm-hmm. gentlemen. Rio, Nyla Rose, and Hikara Shida have one thing in common. They have been the AEW World Champions. But what I want to ask you is that how long did Nyla Rose have the AEW World Championship for? Oh, Jesus. So you're going to ask, like, combined, like, reigns or something like that, or some shit like that? Well, that's the tricky one, that. Mm-hmm. I, I hate math. This is why I don't do well in these. I hate math. Nobody sent an answer yet. Oh, here we go. Grant sent me his <laughs> answer first. Hold on. I'm sending. I had one answer, then I've changed my mind, so I hope this doesn't backfire. Going against your gut feeling. Oh, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Right, Dave. You got mine, Dave? Yes. Well, you're not going to believe this, Jack, but both men have sent me the exact same answer. Bastard. Christ. But but Grant was first. So, what's, what's the answers anyway? Well, both men have said... One hundred and one days. Well, that is very, very interesting because the answer is in fact one hundred and one days. You're joking. And, beca- and because Grant has submitted his answer first, Grant has successfully defended the ESSR championship. Grant McRobbie, well done. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, your winner. And still Eat, sleep, suplex, retweet, world champion, Grant McRobbie. Right, Scott, Scott, it's it's all right. You know, the title is still technically in East meets West, so I'm representing the team, going into Fastlane, ready to represent us. Let's see if I can do two defences back to back in one weekend. Yeah, I would have, I would have lost it at Fastlane anyway. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, at least I'm, I'm one for one in draft opportunities, so all I need to do is win a third season and try and take the tie. Uh, uh, Grant, how, how are you feeling with, with that after defending successfully against the question there? I'm actually buzzing because, you know, I've kind of like, for like all the like sweepstakes, drafts and stuff like that, being the person that follows Western wrestling the least in the, in the pod, <laughs> it's kind of like the outsider coming in, just swooping in, the, the Kenny Omega style, just swooping in and taking the belt. <laughs> and uh, Scott commiserations I know obviously you had your, your what was out, out of interest what was your original answer before you, you, you went against the gut feeling I was just going to like I thought she had it for a couple of months but I don't remember her reign being that long I was actually going to send 100 days and I don't know why I chose to go with 101 I don't I, just, I don't but I don't know where the hell you got a question like that I thought it was going to be something relevant to like somebody who's on fast and something like that because I, I try to do sometimes but I don't know where you got a question that Nyla Rose from. Well, as, as, there's always there's always method to the madness. I thought that everything that we do is always about the previous pay per view before. So I wanted I wanted to shake it up a bit, you know. I wanted to make it a bit different, but I want to I want to keep everyone on their toes, you know. I don't want to show any bias, bias or whatever's going on. But I think on that that shall be the 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 show ending. Dave, thank you, thank you for being the. The, the right-hand man in the question there for me. Yep, happy to help. And also, FYI, I'm not trying to do a quack out, but uh, announcing job here. 
I think I think you'll rest easily. <laughs> no, he's he's the Howard Finkel. I'm the the Tony Chimmel. <laughs> I'll just say you're more the Jojo, but okay. <laughs> Scott, commiserations, but uh, thank, thank, thanks for being here as always. Uh, I know. I'll, I'll pick myself back up eventually. I'll, I'm fine being the evil to the Nitro and <laughs> in Grant's case. And Grant, thank you, and well done in still being the, the podcast champion. Thanks for having me on, and uh, may the best man win in the, the fast lane sweepstakes. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so hopefully, hopefully the title was back in SDL's hands. But we'll we'll find out next week when we are back on on the show. So we'll see you later on, everyone. There now follows an enthusiastic advertisement for Quiz Showdown. Hello guys, welcome to Quest Showdown. I'm Daniel Campbell and in this show you're going to see the members of the Eat Sleep Suplex retweet team go through a very strange quiz. We don't know what the heck's going on with it, but you're going to have to watch to find out. Go check out on the YouTube channel now. That was an enthusiastic advert for Quiz Showdown. Sports Social Podcast Network.